Chapter 6 Justice versus Compassion Understanding How We Can Beat the System of Justice The Baal Shem Tov said, If only I would love the greatest tzaddik as much as Hashem loves the greatest Russia. Hashem created a perfect system of justice with just one loophole. The Zayar HaKadosh says, Afogav de Kutshebrichu Rachem Leiladina, even though Hashem loves justice, Kmadat Omar, Kiani Hashem Oyev Mishpat, as the Torah says, I Hashem love judgment, but still, Netzach Rechimui de Bonoi, Lerechimu de Dina. His love that he has for his children conquers the love that he has for justice. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Misguided Parenting After a long string of events, the wild and rebellious teenager stole his father's new car in the middle of the night and went for a joyride. A few wrong turns into a dangerous neighborhood, and the boy found himself surrounded by hoodlums. They dragged him from the car and brought him to their underground hideout. The gang leader called the boy's father to demand a ransom for his prized possession and was shocked by the father's response. Well, you know, my son has been really rebellious lately and he doesn't listen to any of my rules. Stealing my new car was the last straw and I'm just not interested in getting him back. Baruch Shepetrani. Thank God it's over. You can keep him. The hoodlum shouted, But we will torture him. The dad replied, Good. Maybe then he'll finally learn to act like a mensch. We all realize that no father would ever respond like that. Even if a father wants his son to learn a valuable lesson, a normal father would never abandon his child under any circumstances. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Judge Bernstein Judge Arthur Bernstein was known to be the most prestigious judge in the history of the federal court system. He knew exactly how to see through complicated cases and figure out exactly what really happened. For over 30 years, he handed out verdicts exactly according to the letter of the law. It is the only way society can exist, he stated. One day, a case came before him. Although the prosecution made a strong case against the defendant, the judge ruled that although the exact letter of the law would require the boy to sit in a maximum security prison for five years, in this case, the boy was sentenced to only one month in a minimum security camp. The judge explained to the shock crowd, Although I truly believe in pure justice, and I devoted my entire life to upholding the exact letter of the law, this defendant is my son, and I love my son even more than I love justice. That is the lesson of the Zayar HaKadosh. Yes, Hashem really does love justice. However, Hashem's love for each and every Yid, regardless of his spiritual status, is simply much more powerful than his love for justice. The Nesiva Shalom explains, Even though according to justice, the person does not deserve to be treated better, but when a person feels and knows that Hashem is my father, that pulls upon him mercy that is above the justice system. 
Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that even when there is no way to win, according to normal courtroom proceedings, by truly feeling that Hashem is your loving Father, you actually unleash the enormous reservoir of compassion and mercy that is above the Justice Department. It is this powerful concept of Avinu, our Father, that has brought salvation to the Yiddish nation when all other doors were closed. In the days of the Mishnah, there was a terrible drought and everyone poured out their hearts to beseech Hashem to end the suffering and give us rain. Nevertheless, the drought continued. Even the holy Tana Rebbe Eliezer davened fervently, yet he was not answered. Finally, Rebbe Kiva prayed, Our Father, our King, Avinu Malkeinu. We have no other King. Our Father, our King, have mercy on us. And the Gemara says that the decree was nullified and it began to rain. Let's examine this story a little deeper. The Torah says that if Hashem will ever hold back the rain, it is only because the Yidin are not behaving properly. So in the time of Rebbe Kiva, it was our sins that brought about the drought in the first place. You see, behind the scenes in the heavenly court, everything was being processed precisely in accordance with the rules of the universe as per Hashem's creation of the justice system. The Yidin sinned, and therefore the appropriate punishment of withholding the rain was implemented. And yet we still see that Rebbe Kiva felt that he could approach Hashem using the emotional title Father, and by evoking this powerful title, he was able to overturn the decree. This proves two remarkable things. One, although the masses of Yidin sinned to the point that Hashem had to hold back the rain, which is really bad, Rabbi Kiva still was able to call Hashem Avinu, our Father. This proves that even when we sin and we must be punished, we still have not relinquished our status of Banim, Hashem's precious children, as the Gemara brings down from Rabbi Kiva's Talmud Rameir. The Gemara says, Rameir Oimer, whether you do Hashem's will or not, you are always Hashem's child. 2. Even though Hashem created a perfect justice system, and once a decree is set forth based on factual calculations of our sinful actions, it cannot be easily overturned, you see that we can still beseech Hashem to please save us from the results of our own sins because he is not bound by any of the rules and regulations of the Justice Department. The President of the United States is able to issue presidential pardons. This pardon is not required to fit into the rules and regulations of the Justice Department. It is completely different. The presidential pardon doesn't claim that the person is innocent. In fact, he may very well be guilty of the crime, and yet he will still be set free. And now we can understand that Rebbe Eliezer tried to find a way to overturn the decree within the justice system. However, the decree could not be annulled since it was a perfectly suitable punishment based on the facts. We sinned. We lost reign. However, Rebbe Akiva did not try to appeal to the Department of Justice. Rather, he ran directly to the highest authority, the president of all presidents, the king of all kings, our father in heaven. Now we can understand the following. The Medrash in Tehillim says, Shari tfila pa'amim psuchim u pa'amim nu'ulim, aval shari rachamim, enon ninalim la'ilam. The gates of prayer are sometimes open and sometimes closed. However, the gates of mercy never close. The justice system is rigid and has many rules and regulations and also has hours of operation. 
However, mercy, by definition, has no limitations, no boundaries, no logic, and therefore, no hours. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Misplaced Sympathy One day, Shandol was standing at the bus stop next to an elderly man holding a full bag of groceries. Suddenly, the bottom of the bag plotzed and the groceries rolled in all directions. The elderly man was annoyed that Shandol didn't even try to help him, and he snapped, hey, Young lady, maybe you can give me a hand? Shandol replied, I'm so sorry, but I was working on the character trait of chesed, helping people last week. This week I'm working on feeling another person's pain, and I really do feel so bad for you. You see, you can't be truly merciful and compassionate from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m., and then if someone needs your help afterward, you reply, Oh, sorry, it's my lunch break. For if you are truly merciful and compassionate and you really care about people, then that mercy compels you to help people at any time, even if it's not convenient for you. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Free advice. A doctor and a lawyer were once attending a cocktail party when the doctor was approached by a man who asked advice on how to handle his ulcers. The doctor mumbled some medical advice and then turned to the lawyer and grumbled, I hate it when people seek free advice from me at parties. The lawyer replied, I know just what you mean. It happens to me all the time. Really, asked the doctor, how do you handle it? After all, it seems rude not to answer a question when you're asked for advice during a social function. So the lawyer replies, I just send the person a bill for the time. And then guess what? He never asks me again. That's good advice, said the doctor. I'll have to remember that. The doctor went home and thought about sending a bill to the man who asked him about the ulcer, but when he woke up the next day, it had already slipped his mind. However, the night's events came rushing back to him the next day when he opened up his mail. In it, he found a bill for $100 from the lawyer for consultation services rendered. So how does this apply to you? I'm glad you asked. A tzaddik who lives a pure and holy life, completely dedicated to Hashem, can perhaps do battle within the system of justice based on his own piety and well-deserved merits. However, everyone else surely cannot win in the strict courtroom of divine justice. So what should you do now? Give up? The Nesiva Shalom explains, Absolutely not. Rabbi Kiva showed us a new path to victory. He approached the bench, so to speak, with the emotional title, Tati Avinu, and brought out the feelings that Hashem has to His beloved children, and He was immediately answered. We aren't just bringing this down just to teach you a nice idea. This knowledge is practical advice for you as you go through your life. Whenever you encounter any kind of difficulty, please remember the way to ensure that Hashem treats you as His beloved child, even though you may currently be unworthy of the title is by increasing your belief that you really are his child. So by calling out, Tati, help me, you actually awaken Hashem's mercy and he responds as a father running to help his lost child from even the worst possible situation. The Nesiva Shalom teaches us, Kashi Yehudi Mamin She Yisrael Heim Bonim Bechal Hamatzavim, Hare Kivin Shemaimin Shehu Ben, Veroitze Lehisnaye Keben, Harehu Mamshech Bechinazu. If you believe that you are Hashem's son and you truly want to act like Hashem's son, you will arouse the power of love that Hashem has for you. Nothing can stand in the way of a loving father who wants to rescue his beloved child.
In fact, the fact that you are less worthy actually awakens more of Hashem's loving mercy. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Lots of nachas. The Nesiva Shalom gives us an example. There was once a king who had two sons. The king gave each son his own province to rule. The older son was a brilliant leader and his province thrived under his courageous leadership. He made treaties and developed trade with neighboring countries, creating a prosperous economy. He was his father's pride and joy, and he brought power and prestige to the throne. The other son, however, was quite a different story. He was a Yitzlach, a big-time loser. He was a terrible leader who couldn't manage to get along with any of his neighboring rulers. His people were poor and angry about his lack of leadership skills. He brought great shame to his father, the king. The king made a wedding for a third child, and afterward both sons came to bid him farewell. First walked in the older, successful prince, and naturally the king was very happy to greet him. The prince requested that his father grant him a tremendous amount of money for important projects that would spread the king's good name to even more continents. Hearing his dear son's ambitious plans aroused the king's great mercy, and he was eager to grant his dear prince whatever he requested. Then the second son came in, and he pleaded with his father to help him as well, not with expanding the king's glory throughout the world. Rather, he just needed help to just get out of the horrible mess he was in. He couldn't take care of even the most basic needs of his people. Without his daddy's help, he would be in deep, deep trouble. Another kind of mercy was aroused in the king's heart, for he realized that he must help out this son, because if he didn't help him out, no one else would. He recognized that this child needs even more mercy and compassion than his brother, because this loser would never be able to survive on his own. Listen carefully. There are two types of children who arouse Hashem's mercy. The righteous good child is a constant source of great pride to Hashem, and Hashem watches over him and assists him in glorifying his great name throughout the world. However, Hashem's boundless mercy is also awakened when the La Yitzlach loser son beseeches him. For Hashem knows that if he doesn't help this kid, he'll never make it on his own. Who needs more mercy from Hashem? The righteous good son or the one caught in the web of sin, transgression, insubordination, defiance, and disobedience? The Nesiva Shalom says, Keben Eitzel Aviv, Asher Gam Keshehu Metunaf B'Yaiser, Ba V'Chaisel B'Tzel Aviv, Al Af Shemalach Lech Aisai, B'Yadai Ki Ein Mi Sheyachal Azer Loi Zulas Aviv. You guessed right. Just as a small child who is incredibly filthy can still run to his father to hold him and clean him because the father knows that no one else would help this child right now. So too with our Father in Heaven. The children who are struggling more need more mercy, and therefore the less worthy the child is, the lower he is, the dirtier he is, the more mercy is awakened. So it's a really good thing that Hashem has lots and lots of mercy always in stock. Hashem's Warehouse Hashem took Moshe on a royal tour of the many heavenly treasure houses set aside for those who will earn them. Moshe asked, Hashem, who is this for? Hashem replied, This is for the Torah scholars. And who is this for? For those who honor the Torah scholars. 
One after another, Moshe Rabbeinu looked at each treasure house, the one for children, the one for money, the one for health, and in each treasure house, Hashem explained to him what it's for. But then, Hashem revealed a humongous treasure house that was larger than all the others. And Moshe Rabbeinu asked, And who is this for? Hashem answered, When people have good deeds, I pay them from the other warehouses. But when someone does not have any good deeds at all, then I give him from this warehouse. The Nesiva Shalom explains, There are many times in life when you will find yourself in a very difficult situation, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, and you will not see any way out on your own. But it is in those dark times that you must believe with all your heart that Hashem has no shortage of fidus, redemption. And that's what it means when it says, "Veharbe imay fedus, lahashem isbarach yesh harbe darchei fedus, she'enem yecholus bechlal lalois al hadas." Hakadosh Baruch Hu nas androchem liyehudi bechal hamatzavim, eich lahamshech Yeshua verachemim. Hashem has many ways to save you. Hashem has many types of salvation that He can make available to you that you never even thought of. Hashem is ready and willing to generously dispense as much redemption as you need in ways that you never could have even imagined. The Nesiva Shalom brings down, Ha'avtocha shel avichem shebashamayim, Ha'avtocha nitzchis l'chol Yehudi v'Yehudi, Ve'ashreichem Yisrael, Be'ze b'miyuchad, Sheba'oid atem l'uchlachem, Ha'arehu gamkein, the guarantee that Hashem is your Father is an eternal guarantee to each and every Yid, regardless of your situation. How fortunate are we, indeed, that even when we are filthy and low, when no one else can help us, and when we have nowhere else to turn, Hashem is still our loving Father. That is truly something to dance about. So let's not forget... The Nesiva Shalom brings down from the Heilige Rizhina, as you go through life, whenever you find yourself in difficult and dark situations, remember, you are a prince. And so, you must live up to that title. The Saba Kadisha Mislanim said, Hamusar Hachazik Beyaser, Shakadish Baruchu Oimer Leish Yehudi, Hu Beniata, Umikivan Shehincha Ben Hamelech, Al Timas Es Atzmcha, Be'an Haga, Bilti Halemes. Internalizing that you are a son of Hashem means that you have a responsibility to act like the prince of the king of the universe, and you should never lower yourself to act in ways that are not befitting your lofty status. This incredible knowledge also changes the way that you will approach all of your service to Hashem. When you learn Torah, Davin, and just live your life with the feeling that you are literally the king's son, your learning and davening will become elevated to an entirely different level. As you go through your day, all of your Yiddishkeit will feel completely different when you internalize that you are a beloved son yearning to connect to your loving Father. Can you even imagine davening that way, learning that way, doing mitzvos with that feeling? But the greatest, most incredible benefit of all is Authentic Yiddish Guide understands that when you actually internally believe that Hashem really is your loving Father, 
you don't just say it, but you really feel that way in the depths of your heart, then you tap into a supernatural power that allows you to receive anything that you request from Hashem. Pretty amazing, no? Parting words. Now we can finally properly understand the words of the Holy Zayar. If you would truly comprehend the infinite, unconditional love that Hashem feels for you at every moment of every day, regardless of your physical, emotional, psychological, or even spiritual condition, you would roar like a lion to run after Him. Start running. Chazak. The Emots.